The Howling Monkey Radio Network presents Dispatches of Note. A List About Movies, Part 2. Welcome, movie fans. We are about to embark on Part 2 of our journey through the American Film Institute's Top 100 list. We were inspired by the Unspooled podcast, but we're too lazy to write more than a couple of sentences for each movie, and in some cases, we didn't even bother to watch the movies in question. But will any of that stop us from giving opinions on what we think all the movies are about? You better believe the answer to that is no, chumps. So here we go with films number 74 through 50 on the AFI Top 100 list of American movies. Hang on tight, we're in for some real fun. Did you get that? Real? R-E? Anyway, number 74, The Silence of the Lambs, 1999. An FBI agent hangs out with a cannibal while looking for a killer who performs disturbing dances. With Scott Glenn. 73. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, 1969. It's a western with a weirdly out-of-place Burt Bacharach song. And that won an Oscar. 72. The Shawshank Redemption, 1994. I'd like to tell you this movie won't be on every time you turn on TBS. I'd like to tell you that. 71. Saving Private Ryan, 1998. This is where Tom Hanks basically decided he didn't ever want to be funny again. 70. Clockwork Orange, 1971. Stanley Kubrick, for some unknown reason, kind of decided to glorify violence and ruin singing in the rain. Lots of interesting hats. 69. Tootsie, 1982. This is on here, but not one single Mel Brooks movie is on the list. Does that seem right to you? No. No, it does not. 68. Unforgiven. A western with Richard Harris, for some reason or another. 67. Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? 1966. It's like a sitcom about a bickering couple, but with a lot more drinking. 66. Raiders of the Lost Ark. 1981. An archaeologist provides exposition about the Ark of the Covenant to some government employees. Then he fights Nazis. 65. The African Queen. 1951. A movie with Bogart and Catherine Hepburn about a really terrible cruise. 64. Network. 1976. A man in a rumpled raincoat yells at people. 63. Cabaret. 1972. Hey, let's play a fun game. Can you name a single other movie with Joel Grey in it without using IMDb? No, you can't do it. 62. American Graffiti. 1973. It's Happy Days, only not funny. 61. Sullivan's Travels. 1940. Uh, a guy named Sullivan goes on some travels, I, I would assume. 60. Duck Soup, 1933. The Marx Brothers classic satire about war with songs and a pie fight. Which, you know, we just don't see those in movies enough anymore. Pie fights. True story, I, I knew a clown once who kept promising me he'd arrange a pie fight. He, he never did. <laughs> what are you going to do? Clowns, right? 59. Nashville, 1975. It's a Robert Altman movie, so it's not actually about anything. 58, The Gold Rush, 1925. I think I was wrong earlier. I think this is probably the Charlie Chaplin movie where he eats a shoe. Not the other one. That was that was not about shoes. City Lights, I guess that was about... I, I think that's the one with like the match girl or something, and he gets caught in some cogs. But that's not this one. This is The Gold Rush, and this is the one where he, he, he eats a shoe. 57. Rocky, 1976. A boxer loses a fight. 56. 
Jaws, 1975. We're going to need a bigger list. Roy Scheider fights a shark while Richard Dreyfus cracks wise and Robert Shaw is salty. There's more focus on barrels than there are in most blockbusters these days, but hey, the 70s were a different time. 55, North by Northwest, 1959. Hitchcock's thriller featuring a biplane attack and a fight on some giant heads. It's a shame James Mason never got to be a Bond villain though, right? He'd have been good. 54, MASH, 1970. Another Altman movie. This one spawned a sitcom by the same name, which in turn begat Trapper John M.D. and After MASH. But we can't blame Altman for those. We can blame Altman for Popeye. 53, The Deer Hunter, 1978. I think this is the one where we really first got to see Christopher Walken. I mean, he may have been in something before this, like I think maybe Annie Hall was around that time, but he had a small part. And this this is where we really got to know, know Chris. Uh, I, call him, I call him Chris. Uh, anyway, that alone is why this movie belongs on the list. Uh, Michael Cimino directed this movie, and you'd have thought Heaven's Gate would have kept him off the list altogether, but, well, here it is. Number 52, Taxi Driver, 1976. I wish the show Taxi had been a sitcom based on this movie with the exact same cast that was already in the sitcom, but just playing characters from the movie Taxi Driver. Andy Kaufman would have been a terrific Travis Bickle. 51, West Side Story, 1961. It's Shakespeare, but with singing. And Rita Moreno. 50, The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, 2001. Do you remember that Ralph Bakshi version of The Lord of the Rings? That was pretty crazy, wasn't it? Rotoscoping is a dead art. Anyway, Gollum was really good in this version. He not the I mean I, he was, I guess he was fine in the cartoon one too. I don't I really don't don't remember. Well, that's the end of this episode. We are halfway through our journey. Join us next time as we travel from intolerance to to kill a mockingbird. Until then, enjoy some moving picture shows and get me some Jordan almonds, which basically only four people in the country buy. Till then. This program is brought to you by Law Dog Productions, LLC. We're on the web at HowlingMonkeyRadio.com, where you can find our other shows and content. You can also learn about ways to support our efforts there. You can reach us through our email address, info at HowlingMonkeyRadio.com.